0: If you got a Bible, go to Acts chapter 1, starting at verse 8. Acts 1.8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Man, we need power, don't we? We need something more than our own ability. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Today's message, the title of this message today is the pattern, the pattern of heaven. That's the title of this message today. If you want to move forward in God, you have to follow his pattern of how he leads us. And that pattern is rest, wait receive, go. Let's pray. God, I thank you that um, you're not a God that leaves us to our own strength, but you have your supernatural power for everything that we need in life. And God, I just want to say, God, that you are faithful to your word. You're faithful to supply everything we need. So God, I pray for every weary heart today, every waiting heart today, every person that has uh, something they feel like they're called to do today, I just thank you that you're the God that comes in power. And so we just acknowledge that and we receive what you have for us today. And we simply say, all of us together, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Can we just say that? Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. So today, I I just really, I felt this word last week. Actually, John Krause and I were having coffee and then this kind of bubbled up in me. We're at Camber Coffee. If you've ever been there, if you would like to have some pretentious coffee where you feel really um, like you're like a real, like they do like their coffee like really well there. Um, if you want some good coffee, go there. Not that other coffee isn't good. There's lots of good coffee in this county, but um, it's kind of a fun little coffee spot. But we were there and this kind of bubbled up in my heart. Two years ago, um, two years ago, God kind of gave me this word. And then about a year and a half ago, um, a gentleman was praying over us, and he felt like God gave him a word for us, for bless the city, and this is before anything started, so it was about two years ago, and the very first words he said to us was, do not build according to the plan of man, but according to the pattern of heaven, and it was the kind of thing that I'm like, oh, that sounds really good, I had no idea what it meant, what does it mean, what's, uh, the plan of man I get, right, you know, we all make plans, you, you do your thing, but the pattern of heaven, what, what's the pattern of heaven? And so um, I felt like God was showing me that. And it's, I believe this is the pattern of heaven. Rest, wait, receive, go. Um, first of all, rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 says this. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry burdens, heavy burdens, and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and I'm gentle at heart. He's not a harsh teacher. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. Now, I know many of you might've heard this passage before, but sometimes it doesn't seem like the burden is light, does it? I mean, you look at your life, you look at your responsibilities, you look at your relational conflicts and all this stuff and like, oh my goodness, this does not feel light. And yet this is a promise that God has for us. And I think, I think part of it is we attempt to fix our problems through our willpower. And I think it's a little bit like you're driving um, a car down the road and you need to stop and you go, oh my goodness, I need to stop. So what do we do is we open up the car door, put our foot out and try to stop the car. We try to use our own strength and our own willpower to shift what we're going on. And, and that can work well for maybe your thoughts, right? Or your, your, your mind. You can be like, you know what? No, I need to take captive every thought. I need to dwell on the things of Christ. I need to, you know, there is a responsibility we have with our willpower to say no to things and yes things, yes to things. But your willpower cannot change the weather. Your willpower cannot change the spiritual around you. Your willpower is not equipped to deal with the physical world, the debt that you carry, or the spiritual things, the spiritual forces that are at work that want to destroy you and the the people around you. Your willpower is not enough. And I've experienced this in my life, and I've seen this in other people's lives, where we grit our teeth, dig in as hard as we can, and push with our willpower. And you know what happens? We start to fray we start to struggle. Anxiety starts to step in because we feel like the only thing available to us is, I have just better try harder. But the reality is, just like that car, we're not supposed to stick our foot outside the door. We're supposed to what? Apply the brakes. And I think it's a lot like this. One, recognize the problem, gotta stop. Two, believe in the braking system, What's that braking system. Jesus, his provision. Three, decide to activate the brakes. That's where your willpower comes in. And four, push the brakes. And that is pray and respond to what God says. The rest that God comes, if you look back at that verse, if you can put it back up again, that Matthew verse... Jesus said, come to me, everyone who labors, who works really hard and is heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Come and take what? His yoke. A yoke is something that ties you to someone else. The yoke that the Lord calls us to is this yoke of kind of submission to his leadership and a love for others. And sometimes, you guys, I think this is a really big deal for for a lot of us in this room. Sometimes we put yokes on ourselves that we were never meant to carry. I will make myself successful. I will overcome this. I will fix this problem. I will, I will, I will, I will do these things. And God's like, no, no, no. Remove your yokes. Pick up my yoke. Let me be the leader. Make me leader. Trust my leadership. Put on the yoke of love and submission to my leadership and let me lead you step by step. And in there, he does the heavy lifting. You will find rest in submission to him. This rhythm that I was just sensing, I, I, I realize that, that that rhythm, I really believe that's the rhythm God has for us is rest, wait, receive, and go. That rest, that's a lot of work for That's really hard for us sometimes. Because we often believe it's up to us to fix the issue, change the problem, deal with the thing. And the spirit of the Lord is saying, no, 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 Allow me to be leader, submit to my love and my way, and I will carry the weight. It also means this though, he often doesn't answer all of our questions. We ask God, well, what about this? How is that going to work out? And God simply says, here's the next step. Take my yoke. And it means he's the leader, I'm the follower. And that means often we don't know all of the questions, all the answers. The other the other thing I felt like this, the space of rest, I felt like God wanted to get to the root of some things in our hearts because some of us, you're trying to operate in, and, and follow God, but there's root issues in your heart and your life that you don't know how to get past. And this is what I felt like God was wanting me to share this morning. Like, for example, you might have... Um, an issue of fear in your heart, or maybe you're struggling with pornography, or maybe you're super angry, or maybe there's a space of uh, rejection that you're feeling or whatever. The reality is in your willpower, you might recognize, my goodness, I am not operating how I should. But if you try to willpower your way through it, it doesn't work. You end up doing the exact same actions over and over again because your willpower at some point gives out, you're sticking your foot outside the door, and you can't stop it. You are not strong enough to overcome those things. There has to be a shift in my heart where things are satisfied. For, for example, if somebody, you may be in this room, you, when you were young, you, you suffered abuse. You walked through a space where you were, there was abuse in your life, and what does that result in? Probably Fear. I don't want to get abused again. And what does that result in? Control. And so then you have this space where you're like, man, I'm really controlling. I shouldn't be. I'm going to stop being controlling. But there's a root issue that God wants to deal with the fear in your heart. And from underneath that fear, there was a place of woundedness in abuse. And God wants to speak to that. The good shepherd wants to speak to our heart because you can't willpower your way past the pain. The healer needs to come and revive and heal your heart. Same might be for like something like pornography, and I, I have found that with things like pornography or weird sexual stuff, often in that, there's often a root of abandonment. And in that space of abandonment, there is this underlying thing of desiring connection, desiring intimacy, and in that space maybe where you're feeling like isolated or not good enough or alone, there is these root sexual things that pop up and they're not okay And so in your willpower, you're like, I'm going to fix this stuff. But underneath that, you need to know that he is a God that is with you. And so another case is something like anger. And maybe there's a space where you felt a space of rejection. Or maybe there was a space where you had dreams and plans in your life and they didn't work out. And so there's, there's this underneath thing of feeling a regret or rejection or something not working out. And that results in spaces of unforgiveness and bitterness. And out, out of that dwells spaces of anger. And so you try to willpower your way back into a right attitude and a right heart. But you never dealt with the underneath thing that you felt rejected. And you need to know that you are accepted. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Folks, my willpower is lame, your willpower is lame. We need God's hand, his power, his breaking system, not my foot out the door, but him, us saying, you know, God, I know that your provision in the cross is enough, so here is the root of what's in my life. This is what's going on. God, would you speak to the places of abuse? Would you speak to the places of abandonment? Would you speak to the places of rejection? Would you speak to the places of dreams unfulfilled? God, here I am. Jesus, you are enough. Would you work? That's the beginning point, not, I better try harder. I like this. This is the, another translation of the same passage. Are you tired, worn out? Burnt out on religion, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Stop trying to use your feet to stop the car. Pray. Ask God, what do you say about this space? And this this leads us to the second point of the pattern of heaven, how how God works. Rest, second space, wait. If you're anything like me, I'll do anything except wait. I have a plan. I want to do things. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but there can be a fearful space in my heart that I better make this happen. And God's word, sometimes I think the hardest thing for any of us to do is just to stop. And be like, wait, I, I need to stop. It says this in Isaiah 35, verse 4. And I think this is a big reason why we don't wait. Say to those with what? Anxious hearts. Waiting and anxiety do not go hand in hand. It's really hard to wait when all you want, you got anxiety, you're like, I, I gotta go. I got to do this. I got to make it happen. Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come. God's on the move. God's coming. Do you know that? Do you trust that? But he comes in his time and is his way at his speed. And there's, there's two pieces to this waiting. Waiting doesn't mean we don't do anything. Because there is a stewardship that God's given you for your life. Waiting doesn't mean like, well, I am not going to pay my bills. I'm not going to have a job. I'm not going to go to school. I'm just going to wait. No, God has given you a life to steward. And there's good things you know to do. There is the space of your relationship with God where you're going to cultivate God. I'm going to get to know you. I'm going to read your word. I'm going I'm to spend time in worship. There's, there's friendships that you have and family that you have. There's, there's the stewardship of your life and your heart. In those things, while we wait for God's answer, we steward what he's given us, steward our family, our relationships, our time. We do what's good. We do what's right. But we don't move ahead with a plan just because we don't know what to do. We, we say to our anxious hearts, be still, fear not, my God will come. In all the unresolved stuff, often the worst thing we can do is try to jump to a conclusion anybody done that you try to do your plan you're like oh man i wish i wouldn't have done that i wish i would have slowed down and waited hebrews 10:24 this is what we do when we wait let us consider how to stir one another up towards what love and good works in the waiting, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. That day is talking about when Jesus comes back, but it's also talking about the day when God comes through. There's, there's kind of a twofold thing because Jesus is coming back. One day he will set every wrong thing right. He will heal everything. He will deal with the issues of all the evil and all the stuff in the world, but in that thing you're waiting for, in the stewardship of the spot where you're like, man, I, I have this tension of waiting on God. What would happen if God showed up tomorrow and answered that? Would you be ready for what he gave you? I was talking to a family, this is a couple of years ago, and they lost their, they were losing their apartment, they were gonna, and they needed a house. They were gonna move, I think, I think they still had several months on their lease, but they, were, they needed to move. And so they prayed as a family and they said, okay, God, we need a place to live. Would you provide? Amen. And you know what they did next? They packed. They didn't have a place to move to yet, but they packed. In your life and in the things you're praying for, are you getting ready? One of my good friends, Matt Bumala, um, he lives down in Vancouver, Washington. He, him and I were roommates for a while. And he told me, he's like, you know, Jeremy, I feel like God's telling me I'm going to get married soon. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You're not dating anybody, so I don't know how that's going to work. And so you know what he did? He went to his pastor, and he said, hey, pastor, um, I want to start pre-marriage counseling. And the pastor's like, what are you talking about? You don't have a girlfriend or anything. And he's like, no, like, I I felt like God told me I'm going to get married soon, so I want to get my heart ready for that. So he spent like six months with his pastor, meeting, talking about what it meant to be a man of God, what it meant to be a husband, a father, all that stuff. He got his heart ready. Guess what? Eight months later, he was dating a gal within the year they were married. <laughs> no, but seriously, think about it. You think it's funny, but, and I think it's funny, but think about it. If you pray with an expectation, if God is good and he cares about your needs and he cares about who you are, and you know that you're coming with the right heart in what you're asking for, God's going to come through. But will you be ready to receive what he has for you? Will your heart be ready? Will your life be ready? Anybody got a dream? Raise your hand. Anybody? Okay, we need to pray for everybody have a dream. But if God came through tomorrow, what would that look like? Would you be ready? Get hungry for him Get hungry for the answer to prayer. Get ready for the miracle. And I think the answer, too, is that we don't earn it, any answer to prayer, but it is a gift, and we're called to what? Steward it. In Acts 1-4, it said this in verse 4, Jesus said to them before the Holy Spirit came, He said, Once they were, when they were eating, Jesus commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem till your Father sends you the gift that He promised as I told you before. 120 people after Jesus died and was raised from the dead heard, and sa- heard Jesus say, hey, you need to wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came comes and then I'm going to give my gift to you. I don't think they knew what he was talking about totally. They're like, okay. So they go up to a room. Can you imagine being one of those people and the plan that God gave you was wait? You're like, okay, we're here. So we're here. What do we do? You wait. And in that space, they worshiped, they prayed, they, they talked to each other, but they held steady. They refused to move. They didn't let themselves deviate from what Jesus said. Don't let your heart deviate from what God has said. If he said he's gonna come through, he's gonna come through, but will he find you waiting on him when he comes through? Will he find your heart prepared for what he promised When he comes, I wonder if sometimes we haven't received what God has for us because he doesn't want us to miss out. So he's like, you know, Jeremy's a slow learner. So, Jeremy, come around the mountain. I want you to learn this because when I give this to you, I want you to be able to keep it. When I answer your prayer, I want you to be able to keep it. So would you be found waiting, waiting on my timing because I'm going to got a good thing for you. Rest, wait. Receive. I know a lot of people, probably all included and in myself. I think we're really good at um, giving. You know, if somebody needed help, you'd be there to give. You'd be able to support. Here's some cash. Here's some help. Whatever. Give. I think sometimes the hardest thing we have too, is the space of receiving. How would you do if everybody here gave you a hundred bucks this morning? I mean, that'd be kind of fun. Um, Or if you became the center of attention and everybody started praying for you. It takes a humility to receive. You know, when you receive, you're kind of in this posture of of being humble. Because you're recognizing that you have a need. And it's humbling to be in the space of being, I'm the one in need. I'm the one that needs help. It's great to be the one giving and be the one that could say, I have a blessing for you. But what happens when I'm the one that's the recipient? But if I am always giving and I'm never receiving, I will never have all that God has for me to be able to give out to others. Because you need others to pour into you that you might have something worthwhile to pour into their life. Make sense? Acts 2, 1 through 4 says this. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roar of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit is the best one to be waiting for. Some of you in this room have experienced that. When I was, I think I was eight years old, I was in a service and they laid hands on me and went forward and and they said, who here wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And in that moment, I spoke in tongues for the first time. God did a, a new thing in my heart. Separate from salvation, that was a powerful moment and it set me on a path to operating not just in jeremy's strength but in a in a strength that was not my own and guys we need that we need his strength we need his power our wisdom isn't enough our strength isn't enough and and if we're gonna love a world that needs the power of god we need god's power god's strength to meet us at our point of our need but there is that space of waiting that's really critical to receiving what god has I find that when I wait, a little bit more of my flesh dies every time. Because it's not my plan, it's not my design, and I have to step into that place of again saying, no, Jeremy, sit still. No, Jeremy, trust God. No, Jeremy, don't move. I am faithful. Wait, wait for my timing. I've also found that if I start something, I'm the one that has to sustain it. But if God starts something, he'll sustain it. If you start it, it's yours, baby. Make it happen. But if God does it, you'll find that the fruit of it just keeps going on and on and on. Let him launch you. Let him set you on the right path. Let him work it. And you'll find you're stepping into a place of the rhythms of God's grace, his timing, his provision. It works. But when we fight for it in our own strength, When we try to put our foot outside the car, and maybe we're trying to get the car going, not stopping, we'll find, man, this is just really hard, and I'm tired. God has grace for us, but it comes in His timing. Psalms 4, 7 and 8 says this, You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvest of grain and new wine. In peace I will lay down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. There is a provision of God's grace and God's joy that is so abundant in him. And I I keep wanting to learn this simple thing in Psalms 1. I'm actually going to grab it real quick. This, This verse really grabs me. Psalms 1 Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like, what? A tree. Planted by a stream of water that yields its fruit in its season. Get this, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. Who are the wicked? Those who do not dwell on the word of the Lord. So in the waiting, there is a space of worship. In the waiting, there is a dwelling on the voice of God, the provision of God. And what happens? Those around us who don't do that start to wither. Why? Because they're going off of willpower. But we are renewed day by day in joy and in peace. Why? Why? Because we meditate on him, we are opening up our heart and our mind to his provision. And he will sustain us for every season. Blessed is the man who delights in the law. He's like a tree. I really like this too. Second Timothy 1, 6 and 7 says this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is, on, in, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and self-control. Receiving, I think, happens often in two ways. One, you go away with God on your own, and he goes and he pours out things into you. Individually, you're hanging out with Jesus. He does great things. Secondly, it often happens through fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters who impart to us what God has done in them to you. Who are the people in your life who could lay hands on you and bless you. And you could be like, I needed that blessing from them. Maybe that comes through a word. Maybe that comes through the laying on of hands. But we all need people that will impart to us the grace that God has put on their life. God often will hide what we need in the person sitting next to us. No man's an island. We all need each other. Receive. Rest. Wait, receive, go. In Israel, there's two bodies of water. There is um, the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. And if you know anything about the Dead Sea, people go there all the time and they float in the water. Have you seen this? It's so filled with salt that you can't even sink. That's how buoyant it is. And the reason it's like that is there's an inflow into it and there isn't an outflow. And actually, they have found in the Dead Sea, there's absolutely nothing alive in there. Everything is dead. All of, there's no life, nothing that lives in there at all, because there's a salt content that comes in, and there's no outflow. The Sea of Galilee is also fed by the exact same body of water, the Jordan River, and there's an inflow and an outflow, and there is tons of life that is all in there. Fish and all sorts of stuff lives in that space, and it's awesome. If you receive but never give away, you become like the Dead Sea. God might have done something awesome in your life, but I have found I have way more joy in God and way more life in God when I live not to be a pool but a hose. When I allow God to pour through me, I get way more joy, I get way more peace. You, you think about it from any aspect of life. It is better to give than to receive. We all need to receive, but it's in the space of giving that you experience the life that God has made for you. Where and to whom are you pouring out? And my, ch- my guess is it's probably not going to be convenient all the time. It's not going to be easy all the time. But that space of outflow is critical. It is critical for you to receive all that God has for you rest wait receive go at blessed city church here i actually feel like we've actually completed one circuit of that in this last year and a half two years ago god brought uh, my wife and i into a space of rest and we were in a space of ministry and, and our hearts had gotten hurt through a couple things and god wanted to talk to us and so he brought us into a holding pattern of rest and he was healing our hearts we were working on our marriage all this stuff was happening and then from there, he brought us into a place of waiting. And we're like, God, what's next? What are we doing? And I found that in the waiting, there was a lot of shifting that happened in my heart. And, and often when God is getting us ready for something, it's like he's taking a pot and he's like making it bigger. And it's really frustrating because he's making you different and bigger, but it's just empty space. He's not filling you up. He's not giving you something new. He's making you ready for what God has, for what he has for you. And in that place, it can feel like a very empty, lonely place. Nothing is as it is. It's a, it's a transition point. And in it, it's not always easy. From there, our hearts got ready. And then God started giving us his word for the next season. And we started receiving different snippets of what God had for us. Oh, wow, maybe, maybe we're supposed to church plant. Maybe this is supposed to happen. Different leaders and people started speaking into my life, and I started receiving all these things. It still wasn't time to go. And then, as we waited and received from God, then came the moment that it was time. And that moment, sometimes we can give in to fear and go, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm ready. But God is saying, no, no, no. Go. And then I found that as we stepped into obedience, humble obedience, said, God, have your way, then God launched this whole thing called Bless the City. And we've seen incredible fruit as we've stepped in and said, God, we're just going to do what you told us to do. And in that, all you folks showed up and we're kind of amazed. And it's pretty cool. And God is working and it's really awesome. And that is a rhythm, a pattern of what God has done in our midst. Rest, wait, receive, go. And I see us kind of in some ways stepping back into a season of rest. You know, you work hard, you do stuff, and you obey God, you do everything God's told you to do, and now God's not gonna leave you on your own, but he's now gonna refill you, recharge you, bring you back around into the place of waiting where you're like, what are we doing now? And God's like, yeah, you're waiting. I'm getting you ready for the next thing. And then what? You receive what God has for you, And then you step in and say, okay, God, I'm going to do it. Where are you in the pattern of what God is doing in your life? Are you in a space that you need to receive from him? Are you in a space of waiting that just feels like it's really dark and you're like, I don't know what's happening? Are you in a space of God giving you and and speaking to your heart? If you are in a place of receiving, I really want to encourage you to journal. Write down what God is saying. It's really critical that you remember because what will happen is you'll step into a season where you're obeying God and you're doing the thing and you need to be reminded, so what did God say again? Why am I doing this? Keep yourself tethered to what God has said, what he's given you. And some of you are in a space where you're called to go and your heart needs to be encouraged in, don't fear, he's with you. He's giving you everything he needs to do. Just keep relying on him. Do what he said, nothing more, nothing less trust him. Marcus and Aiden, it's Aiden, right? Yeah, if you guys could pop up, that'd be pretty cool. I, I just want to, we're just going to end the service in this space of uh, waiting and receiving on the Lord. How many of you feel like you're in a space of rest, or maybe you just, you're just like, you need rest. Could you just lift your hand? How many you feel like you're in a waiting season? You're like, I have no clue what's next, but here I am. How many of you feel like you're in the middle of receiving from God? You're like, God's talking to me. Yeah. And how many of you are going to feel in a space like maybe you're called to, to go? Anybody? Okay. If you guys could just play whatever sounds good. <laughs> Pick a good song, not a bad song. Yeah. He's a good shepherd. He's for you. (sighs) Can we all just stand on up today? Just close your eyes, and if you're in a space of... This spoke to you on any level, could you just... uh, Put your hands out in front of you, kind of in a receiving posture. We do this just simply to say, God, my heart's open. My life's open. Lord, we just pray right now for every person in this space that's in need of rest. Oh, God, take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. God, we, I, I just pray every space of have to would be just crucified at the cross every place of woundedness, abuse, God, every place of abandonment, every place of rejection, every place of fear and pain, God, we we bring it to the cross. We thank you that in the cross is all of our provision. That is the answer, not my willpower, but you. Can we just all say the words, I surrender together? Ready? One, two, three, I surrender. God, we give it to you. Can we just say that one more time? One, two, three, I surrender. Can we just say, Jesus is my healer? Can we do that? Jesus is my healer. God, we thank you that you're the healer from every place of abuse. You're the healer from every place of abandonment. You're the healer from every place of rejection and fear. And we we just right now we apply the brake pedal. We just put our will in alignment with your word that says, My God shall supply all. All of my needs. And God, there's people in this room today that need healing today. They need your touch today. They need help today. They need wisdom today. God, I, I pray rest, God, over your people today. Did you give them rest? May your voice be louder than every other voice and every voice still in Jesus' name. God, we come right now and we recognize that we might be in a space of waiting. Declare Isaiah 35, 4 over you. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God is coming to save you. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. God, we recognize that you're never late. You're always on time. You're the God that comes. God, I I pray right now and exhale. Can you just just exhale across this room? We just exhale. We just say, God, we surrender to your process. God, you know better. Your plans are way better than mine. So we will be faithful in the waiting. We're going to trust you in the waiting. And I pray, God, that you would ignite in this room again dreams maybe that have passed on, God. Hearts that got tired. And hopeless, God, I pray a revival of hope in the heart, God. You're the God that comes. You're the God that encourages. You're the God that's with us. We step into the place, God, of knowing you're the God who's right on time. So we pray right now, Lord, Spirit of the living God, I pray a strengthening to every heart that's in a waiting space to trust you. You're the God that comes. You just put a hand on a person next to you. God, we we pray that this person on our right and left would receive everything that you have for them. God, you're the God that promises wisdom. You're the God that promises your spirit, your power, Lord. You're the God that promises love, power, and a sound mind for life. That is the spirit. That you've given us. So, Lord, we just pray that each one would receive today, in Jesus' name, all that you have. All that you have for them, God. I thank you, God. I pray we come against anxiety in Jesus' name. We rebuke you, God, right now. And we say right now, the mind of Christ. Peace in the heart. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We ask that you would come, that you would fill every heart in this room with your provision You're the God that brings provision Through your spirit We pray right now God come Some of you I feel like God is saying That he's already given you the wisdom Or the thing that you need And you need to step out in confidence That he is, he's already provided And you need, to, you need to trust God's word And Can we just stick our hands out In front of us again And God we just simply say this God if you call us to go We want to go and, and so, God, I pray for every, everyone in this room, God, that you're, you're giving a word, God, to step out in faith, to be obedient to you and whatever that means. Oh, God, we just say, Lord, we say, fear, go, Holy Spirit, come. You are the God of provision, so we thank you for your provision. In Jesus' name. Amen. Marcus, you got something tasty?
1: I lean not on my own understanding. My life is in the hands of the maker of heaven. I give it all to you, God, trusting that you'll make something beautiful. Make something beautiful out of me I lean not on my own understanding My life is in the hands of the Maker I give it all to you, God, trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me. This next part goes, I'll climb this mountain with my hands wide open. This is a surrender of our control, that open hands just being um, a surrender of the things we hold on tightly to and uh, just saying that we trust the Lord. Um, we're going to go up that mountain to find the promise to find him to meet him mm. yeah. and i will climb this mountain with my hands wide open i will climb this mountain with my hands Wide open, I will climb this mountain with my hands. Wide open, I will climb this mountain with my hands. Wide open, I will climb this mountain with my hands. Wide open, I will climb. This mountain with my hands There's nothing I hold on to
0: Let's sing that out
1: nothing I hold on to Come on, let's surrender it today Nothing I I hold hold on on to to. There's nothing I hold on to All our timing, all we have Nothing I hold on to Your way,
0: God, not mine There's
1: nothing I hold on to There's nothing I hold on to Nothing I hold on to So we're gonna, this
0: morning Sveta, you could put the benediction up there But we're gonna, I'm gonna ask the guys to keep playing I wanna invite you to come forward And just, let's seek the Lord Whatever bucket of space that you're in But let's pray this this week as we step in I, I believe this is an anthem for us This passage right here That God's gonna keep putting up in our hearts But can we just pray this as a word and declaration Of our, our lives and our weeks Say it all together. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Come and come and seek the Lord. Bless you.